Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Michael McCann. And I'm Ennis Smith. Uh, and we're back on the UK Paranormal Radio Network. That's right. That's pauk.co.uk? Dot com. Is it a dot com? It's a dot com. Oh, well, dot com. You can tell we've been away for a wee while. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What is the internet? I have no idea. Yeah. So we're back after a wee uh, extended Christmas break. Yes. So happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year! Um, it's, it's now the nineteen twenties now. It is the nineteen twenties. Again, obviously, yes. hundred years later. Uh, so we know that means uh, prohibition that's coming, and uh, Rara skirts the Charleston, and uh, Lovecraftian horrors. So that's something to look forward to. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. That's fantastic. Uh, did you? Are you? Are you familiar with? Um, uh, the horror writer H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, I know the name. You know the name. I know the name. Just because it's a, uh, it's it's one of the explanations, or one of the sort of uh, they call it the dark, the Lovecraftian dark gods hypothesis, which is basically how to explain weird stuff. Right. And um, and, and there is indeed a Lovecraftian dark gods hypothesis, in which the explanation is uh, mega. Pan-dimensional space uh, creatures. That makes sense. Yeah, that's complete it. sense to me. That's it. That's it. Uh, so that's how you explain everything. Good. It doesn't really explain everything. It just means you you kind of blame everything on large sleeping squid monsters, like um, the Watchmen. Right. Okay. Um, I think that's quite influenced by Lovecraft. Uh, I would definitely say so, yes. Yeah. Big giant squids. Big big giant spare. Yeah. So what's been happening? Anything? Oh, well, there was Christmas and New Year. I've been doing some jobs. I'll tell you what I thought was quite quite interesting. Um, I've been writing some films about the Vikings in Scotland. And uh, uh, so I, I, I knew a wee bit about the Vikings. Uh, obviously, after doing what the kids would say, a deep dive... After diving deeply into the subject, 
I'm interested into how much uh, uh, the sort of Norse influence in Scotland, um, so both the sort of in, in quantity and quality, has changed the history of of Scotland. Uh, not only, I think most people will know or remember that the Vikings were in Shetland and Orkney, and sort of maybe sort of Caithness that sort of part, uh, but also the Western Isles. Uh, also Galloway, also parts of Ayrshire. Um, so yeah, all over the shop. But also how many how many Scots words are actually Norse in origin, like bra and kilt? Bra. Bra is a good one for them who does know what bra means. What does bra mean? It means uh, good. Good, yeah. yeah. And uh, kilt, which is a Norse word for, for fold. Kilt? Kilt. Oh, kilt. As in oh, kilt, right. eh? Oh, okay. Yeah, and bairn as well. Bairn, bairn uh, which is, is a, a child. Yeah. So... So there's loads of words you think are Scots, but they're actually f- sort of from Norse origin. Uh, we normally do some paranormal news on the podcast. Right, okay. But over Christmas and New Year, nothing happened. Like, there's, there's no paranormal news, except one thing, which isn't technically Scottish. There's no room for weird news, because news is now weird. Yeah, Derek Akora's dead. That's true, yes. Derek, Derek Akora died. I saw it trending, and I'm like, that's not true, somebody's made that up. Nope, poor old Derek Akora's dead. Yeah. So there's that. That's the it's only not, paranormal He's, he's not really dead, though, is he, Michael? Well, no, he's just gone, gone he, up to the other side. He's just he's passed just, on. He's just passed on. He's with Sam now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. So, R.I.P., big man. Uh, we're dedicating this podcast to you. That's it. Um... Anything, anything paranormal happening over over there? Just, there's just... There's a, it's went very quiet in Scotland uh, on the paranormal front. And news wise, anyway. News wise. News wise. Um, uh, I think we've spoke about everything that's happened up n- to this n- point. He, um, no, I think in terms of uh, like, I don't, I've not heard anything about UFO sightings or nope, or, or, nope, or monsters, nope, nope, monsters in any lochs nope, or lochens. Nope. Um, the ghosts, hauntings. Nobody's reported anything. Well, yeah, anything. there's a few people. But there's always going to be a few not people. It's not in the news. It's not in the news. You know about it because you're. Yeah, because you yeah, but not in the not in the news. No, you're you're a ghostbuster, and I I'm a ghostbuster now because I don't. We don't bust them though. No, you don't. You just uh, gently ask them to leave, and uh, you know, only if they're causing, you know, problems. Yeah. And I don't ask them to leave. I just see if somebody else can do that. Yeah. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, so in terms of Scotland, it's it's all it's all quiet. It's all very quiet here. It's went very. Yeah, maybe it's just the time of year. We could just make something up. We could, uh, uh, f- go for it. <laughs> what about what about some kind of? Uh, well, you were talking a wee bit about machines. 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 Haunted microwaves. Yeah, all that kind of malarkey. Is um, I was. Just in terms of just anecdotal evidence, the amount of people that think, the amount of people that have listening devices in their homes now. Right? Siri. Right. Is it Siri? No, no, Siri. It was the like, Google thing. Well, all those, all those things. Yeah, yeah. All those things. There's Alexa. Alexa, Alexa that's what I was there's thinking. There's Alexa, Siri, Cordana, all these different, yeah. all these different uh, sort of listening services, devices, etc. And now, so if you've got these things in the house, then clearly they are listening to you. Yes. Because they have to listen to you so they can hear you say, uh, 
their name. Yes. Yeah. 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 So so then they so it's like so there's this idea that you wake them up magically by singing your name, but that means they're obviously listening to you all the time. And then the amount of people that think that the advertising then becomes uh, tweaked or or then tailored for those people based on conversations or private conversations they've had in the house, even when the listening service isn't meant to be listening. Have you heard of those stories before? I have, yes. Yeah, so that seems to be quite a, a common experience. Now, it might just be psychological. As soon as you start thinking about something, you start seeing it. So, you know, everywhere. Um, but but it's that in, it's interesting thing about about the paranormal and electricity, the paranormal and uh, IT. I just, I just think it's interesting that when you have new technologies, if the paranormal is real, and I do believe it is, I do believe it is, then there is this weird uh, crossover or adaptability in which people start to experience paranormal experiences with the new technology as well. So in the same way that there are now, uh, in fact, Cal Cooper, he's um, going to come to speak to the Scottish Society for Psychical Research um, uh, later on this year, but uh, telephones. So when the telephone was invented, is suddenly you get telephone calls from the dead. Um, also, um, I've heard of hauntings uh, and sort of poltergeist cases which involves text messages. Um, ghostly text messages? Ghostly text so messages. So people getting like text messages yeah, yeah, from uh, dead relatives? Yeah, yeah, poltergeists phoning yeah. people from oh. mobile phones and things like that. Yeah. Um, all that even, sort of the, even the spirit world has is, is got technology all over the, the place. Tech man. savvy. But yeah. I just, I, I'm, I'm, so I've not heard so far any kind of hauntings or ghostly experiences involving these listening services. I've heard, um, you know, just uh, even seen the, the videos of these listening. By the way, just for full disclosure, I, um, I'm sufficiently uh, Luddite and paranoid not to have any of these listening services. Yeah, no, I don't have it either. Even, even my phone, my phone apparently has a dedicated button for one of those assistants. Yes, mine says it as well. Yeah, um, and uh, it's not switched on, nor will I ever switch it on. Yeah, good call. Wait, have you got one of those Chinese spying phones? I don't have a Chinese spying po- phone, no. No, there's the... Uh, I can't remember the make. It's Hawaii? Hawaii. How- Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. they're those spy on people, apparently. Apparently. It's uh, 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 espionage, basically. They're trying to steal ideas. Like, the Chinese are quite, you know... They're listening to you. They're listening to this, probably going like, right. We'll definitely not do that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever they're It'll doing. It'll be like a Weirder Things Chinese podcast, but like just completely stole our format and everything. That's what that's what they do in China, apparently. I would just Industrial espionage, I believe. Do you know what? I just really hope that somebody does this, but does it better. Oh, that I know, would be I know. encouraging. I mean, it's hard doing a paranormal podcast when there's no uh, instant paranormal happening to actually talk about. But we were having... Hey, hey <clears throat> talk about... Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm in mid chat oh, here. I'm sorry. I'm in mid chat here, speculating on the nature of weird listening devices. Yeah. I'm just saying that I don't have any listening devices in the house. Do you? In your house? No, I don't. No. Right. That I know of. Okay. But my phones, their phones are probably listening to. <laughs> well, there you so. go. But it's just that I just think it's interesting that um, I've seen like videos. Have you seen heard the uh, stories of just I think it's Alexa just laughing. Yes, so, manically. Yeah, yeah, that's just just spontaneously, just yeah. just laughing. So I think that's interesting. Um, uh, but I just think ghosts now have the opportunity 
to 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 actually command if they can <clears throat> yeah. do direct voice because apparently there are poltergeist and haunting cases in which uh, uh, ghosts can actually audibly speak. Mm-hmm. So if those houses have um, Alexa or something, and if those poltergeists and ghosts are sufficiently uh, aware of the possibilities, you could find a ghost ordering lots of sex toys from the <laughs> internet or pornographic material or incriminating, <clears throat> you know, whatever. You could yeah, have just yeah. You could have a poltergeist saying, "You could, saying, yeah." Alexa, <laughs> order, order a pair of dildo pants. <laughs> yes, and if uh, such a thing does happen to any of the listeners, there's your excuse right there. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. me. My listening device must is be haunted. haunted. Yeah, it must be haunted. People, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know where all this stuff came from. It was, it was ordered by a ghost. Ordered by a ghost. Oh yeah. My lord, my lord, yes. Um, so the, yeah, this is just a thought. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always interested in how technology kind of moves moves on. One thing that um, I find interesting is is uh, a, a, a recent SSPR meeting. Um, I I was asked um, about uh, sort of paranormal investigating, like what sort of equipment um, I routinely used, and we have in the past used. Um, Things like digital thermometers, environmental monitoring, you know, um, um, motion detectors, all those sorts of things. Um, but I think if you're not using the top spec stuff and you don't know particularly know all of the underlying physics um, or why something is good evidence, then a lot of it can just be some kind of like theatrical display, some kind of like show that, yeah. oh, I, I have <clears throat> magical tools here that yes. will show that I am doing something. Um, and one of the things that, that, that we used to use were these uh, these uh, elf meters, which are, uh, I'll just ignore the obvious puns, but sort of electromagnetic frequency meters. And basically these, these are small devices that are typically used to detect an, an, a change in an electromagnetic field and and typically uh, tradesmen use them against walls to find out where electrical wiring is in a wall yes yes right so <clears throat> so suddenly we started to you know ghost busters stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah rubbish word but um ghost busters paranormal investigators pa- 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 did you say parahormonal parahormonal investigators. investigators no i did not I said paranormal investigators Parahormonal investigators. <laughs> right. He's crying again. Right. So, <laughs> so anyway, so paranormal investigators would, would would take these little devices and the things. They look impressive because um, they've got lights on them that start off green and then go to yellow and red. So you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, just exciting. like you go on the Spangler for Ghostbusters. Yeah, so yeah. it's a little box that looks <clears> impressive. <throat> but unless you actually know what you're doing. It's really pointless, but the, but there was this yeah. idea. Yeah, there was this idea that 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 ghosts, and it's sort of well established that 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 ghosts um, or the paranormal there is some linkage between um, electromagnetism and hauntings. I mean, and that goes when um, you know ghosts seem to be able to uh, either interfere with electrics, uh, uh, either switch an electrical appliance off. Or on, uh, there's plenty of stories about um, electrical appliances playing um, 
that aren't plugged in and even have no batteries. Yeah. I've heard of that quite a lot. Yeah. The thing is, I'm, I'm actually quite... I don't want to say I'm, I'm sceptical of that particular tool because I don't have a, a massive amount of experience using them. But uh, there's a lot that can go wrong with them if you like you say if you don't know how you're if you're using it properly so you could stand in the middle of the room you could get a reading but you could be i don't know getting the wire from the light above you or something you know no, that's, that's totally it and that would be that would be my point is basically just the mere fact of moving it mm-hmm. can create yeah. change and and because there's so many um electrical appliances everywhere yes uh it, it's just, fairly un. Or did they, did they, I would imagine they um, react with mobile phones. Yeah. So yeah. right off the bat, if you're doing a paranormal investigation, you'd need to leave all your mobile phones. Yeah. Somewhere in a safe, like in a safe or something, away from the investigation. And it so, depends how sensitive it is. I mean, basically, yeah. it's. But anyway, my, my, the reason why I'm bringing up this whole turgid technology thing is I thought it was really interesting. I don't. I don't watch <clears throat> those sort of ghost investigation you know there's multiple variations on most haunted now you know yes ghost uh, adventures yeah, or all, yeah. those, all those sorts all of the, programs they're all entertainment programs yeah. as well so they're all massively faked but what i thought was really interesting is how these elf meters they started off as a tool to see if there was any kind of electromagnetic anomaly oh my god there might be some haunting here yeah but then they became a communication device in which people would just hold it in their palm yeah and then just ask, is there a ghost here? And then it might spike up, spike down. up down. And I thought that was really interesting because it's, it shows in a sort of a, a, an adaptation by the investigator, but also by the ghosties. Maybe they're just thinking, I can just use this. To- if you're in the room watching it, yes, yeah. potentially. But if you're just watching it on one of these programs, then it can be just faked really Ab- easily. Absolutely. Yeah. But I just thought that was I thought that was quite interesting yeah. how, how these things <clears> change. So I, I, I want to talk to you a wee bit about the SPRs, how they do investigations. Not so much the speaking to, um, you know, potential clients or whatever. Uh, if you're going to, when you so, do so that the actual investigation part, what kind of um, technology or tools do you use on them? Well, this is the thing: is is, is most of it is counselling, but in terms of what. Um, if you're looking for any kind of physical evidence, so yeah. this is the idea that you want some kind of uh, physical evidence. What what can you get? So the obvious one would be like um, audio recorders or video recorders. Yes. So if if you say that something happens, <clears throat> whether it's a sound or a sight or mm-hmm. something, then can you capture it on film or can you capture it on some kind of audio track? Mm-hmm. So so that's that's an obvious place to start, yeah. um, and. And it's, you can use varying sort of sophisticated ones. I mean, if I had them, this is the thing. The, the grand dream is uh, to get that magic six grand mark um, because you can get a, a proper a sort of infrared camera, basically sort of thermal imaging mm-hmm. camera because the, the sort of the evidence seems to be that you can get interesting results with that. Right, so, so you believe in that enough to spend that amount of money? I would. You would? I would because... because it just seems to be there's, there's, there's <clears throat> an awful lot of interesting um, evidence that, that that has been gained by using such equipment. Um, ther- thermal sort of uh, sort of digital thermometers. We 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 already have these, and these can be useful. I think the problem is though is it, it's a it's almost like a 
it's like cargo cult science, you know. It's like this, this, this can be a show of scientific rigor without, um, without it actually meaning anything. The classic being is whenever you see these programs or investigators, they'll take what they say. This is a base reading. Let's take a mm-hmm. base reading, yeah, and then see what else happens. But you know, just taking one base reading. Mm-hmm. Means nothing. Yeah, it doesn't. You need to do a whole yeah. So study. So so you're never really <clears throat> you're never really doing any proper science, um. Anyway, yeah, with, without without a yeah. full, you would never you you don't have the time. You don't have on an t- investigation yeah, like that you, to you, to do it properly. You do you do not, and and clients <clears throat> don't really want you to turn their homes into laboratories. Yes. Um, I mean, there was a poltergeist case in which we installed cameras in uh, every room apart from the bathroom, and then things stopped happening every, everywhere. But then things started to happen in the bathroom. Right, right. So that's that's telling and important. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I would ha- I would, I would say that I'm fairly convinced in that case that that was uh, <laughs> that was human. <laughs> Yeah, human action, not not paranormal. Yeah. Uh, so so. Uh, but by using the technology, you got more or less to the bottom of it, but not in the way you thought that you would. Well, I think it was part of the picture. I thought yeah. it was quite obvious. Yeah. Um, I didn't think you ne- you necessarily needed that um, that evidence, but but yeah, um, I. I I thought when you looked at all the evidence in that case, it was fairly clear that it was a, it was a teenage girl and not mm-hmm. a poltergeist. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, and we have used that sort of equipment. We use that sort of equipment, um, sort of motion sensing cameras um, in, in a case in Argyle once before. And there was only, um, and some of the wires get snipped. Um, really? Yeah, some of the wires get snipped, um, and the wires, and it was one of those things that the only way that they snipped those wires unobserved was if they came from the hallway from one of the bedrooms, right? And that was the bedroom of the young son that was suspected to be the cause of right. much of the stuff so right, okay. you know what i mean yeah it just kind of strengthened that case in terms of yeah. suspicion as to what was going on and that was an interesting and kind of really bizarre case it was something that 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 i it was a case i wasn't on but it was it was interesting and complicated maybe i should talk about it for a wee bit just because um uh people will be thinking you know you're talking around the houses here let's hear about these yeah cases. yeah yeah let's get okay. some so let's let's get some it, okay so. so first of all i'll, I'll tell you about um, the case that we installed the cameras everywhere but the bathroom and then stuff happened in yeah. the bathroom. I think we spoke about this one. Have we? Is I this, think so, yeah, I think we did. Is this the is this the is this the one in which um just just like really, really quickly like something uh, turned was it up, the toilet or the kitchen got wrecked? Is it that one? The bed the bedroom got was wrecked. Was the bedroom that got wrecked? I think we right? have talked yeah, about yeah, this. We have I, I, about I seem this, yeah. to remember talking about this before. But but just very, very quickly if you haven't heard of this before is basically it was a family um, health issues. So people, uh, I think father didn't work because of long-term health issues. Uh, uh, There was a grown-up daughter who had a young baby 
Um, I think the partner of the daughter was living in the house as well, and then the younger teenage daughter uh, lived in the house. So, so it was a well. It was a, I don't know. There was a young there was a young baby in the house. All the attention was going on the young baby. As soon as the young baby was brought home, things started <clears throat> to kick off. Uh, right. And when I say kick off, just the amount of vandalism and destruction in which uh, just things would be wrecked, wrecked yeah, and yeah, slashed. Yeah. Uh, sort of curtain blinds chopped up, slashed, um, cosmetics thrown everywhere, you know, just things, uh, the amount of technology as well, like things like iPhones and iPads and things like that, basically screens smashed to pieces, knives stuck into things, all this kind of stuff. Um so, real angry stuff. Real well. angry, angry, angry <clears throat> stuff. So anyway, um, this case was uh, investigated by another couple of uh, fellow investigators. I was brought in sort of halfway through uh, to help out with uh, making some recordings and observations and interviewing people. Um, I was fairly... So in a nutshell, when I arrived in the house, uh, there was these two mad, mad dogs, uh, big sort of beastie dogs, Woof, woof, woof. Very, very... Didn't like any strangers. So they were always locked away in the yeah. kitchen. Um, and they kind of... You get the idea that if they, were, if they were let out, they would they would, they would, would be very aggressive towards, yeah, yeah. towards outsiders. So... Um, but they were fine around the family. So these dogs were locked in the kitchen for the whole time of the, the interview. So I asked all the questions uh, in front of everyone, being being looked at very intently by the, the, the young teenage daughter. In yeah. The, in the family and yeah at some point the 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 daughter went into the kitchen and said that something had happened right when when they were in the kitchen that something moved something that that disappeared or 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 um i think you know whatever something then appeared Magically, in the kitchen, where this, this 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 girl was in there in the kitchen, but what struck me was the fact that the dogs didn't react. So right, yeah, yeah, every yeah. every, every poltergeist case that I've heard of is the is the animals are are essentially the most honest witnesses because the animals all react to a poltergeist. It seems to be, you know, including to to the extent that 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 there've been some poltergeist cases in which the that the, the animals react first. Yes, and then <clears throat> something happens. Yeah. Um. So, so the fact that they, they, can, the, the, the understanding is that they can sense. Yeah. The ins- extra sensory that humans don't have, or or they're just not editing out the horrors that there are there. Yeah. Our our brain has a, a sort of editing software that runs all the time, saying you don't need to see this. Yeah. Horrific, weird, psychical stuff. <laughs> um. Uh. But the animals are like, yep, we can see that happening yeah. right now. So, so yeah. Um. So the fact they had this fact the dogs didn't react, but there's loads of other clues. There's, there was like botched attempts at trashing phones, botched, boats, things like like mobile phone like backs that had been attempted to be pried open. Oh right, okay. And I just think if I suppose a guy's going to do what it wants, yeah, it's not going to half ass it. Yeah, but also just things like you know, uh, you know, at one point the mother found a knife or a pair of scissors uh, down down the side of the sofa next to the young girl. Right, okay. And she said, oh, oh, these these just appeared next to me. Right, okay. The family swore that it wasn't this young girl. I'm mm. absolutely certain it was. I'm, I'm absolutely certain that um, that, the, that the family, when faced with the, the choice of 
house being infested by a malevolent mm-hmm. paranormal entity versus house being infested by a psychotic daughter. Te- yeah, teenager. A psychotic yeah. attention seeking teenager yeah. who can't bear I mean she was the baby. Mm-hmm. Now she's been replaced with a literal baby of the family wow. and she just can't stand it. Yeah. Right. Um I, I the family went, I will go with a paranormal explanation. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's easier for us to cope with. Uh, that are you know so so that was that case basically. Yeah, it's probably this is probably a good time to actually talk a wee bit about the SSPR because I know we we talk about it from time to time on the podcast, um, but it's because there's so many of these groups out there who um, you know turn up with their elf meters and their camcorders and all that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes I think when people hear about the SSPR, uh, they think that that's what they're going to get. But it's not really, is it? Well, no. I mean, I would I would describe... We, 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 have, we have to do things scientifically, so we have to be cautious. So most of what we actually do is interview people. Yeah. So you won't turn up with, like, camcorders and a make-up woman that screams well, well, and a well, psychic, you know. Well, well, I mean, occasionally you will take a psychic along, we, but... We might, we might do, we might do. I mean, the point is, is we're trying to discover what's going on, but we're also trying to... If, if, if what somebody... If what somebody wants is <clears throat> something to stop... Yes. Then, weirdly, a psychic might not necessarily be the best way to do that. Yeah. Because... What you're doing is you're saying, "Oh, we want the paranormal to stop. Let's bring in more paranormal stuff." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, we only use uh, psychics that we would regard as giving good advice mm-hmm. and being sensible with the advice they give, not necessarily their you know sparkling psychical abilities. Mm-hmm. Which you know, uh, it's fair to say that. If somebody had no psychical abilities but was just was a good counsellor, yeah. then there'd be no point in bringing them. Um, also, because we want to test their abilities, you know, we mm-hmm. we, we use such people. And, just um, a twofer. Yeah, we we we, we take exactly. We, we 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 test these people as well as using them. Um, but the point is, if somebody's if somebody's going to hang on a psychic's words too much, mm-hmm. that might not necessarily be right for us to use yes. those people yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, I think, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, it always kind of depends. Every case is different. Mm -hmm. What the best approach is, how best approach it. But if, if what the person wants is something to stop, then, then, then what we are hoping for is to figure out the best way to kind of calm things down mm-hmm. and to stop things happening. <clears throat> um, and a lot of that can be down uh, to uh, the person, the client, the person at the centre of all this weird stuff, is to take an active role in the investigation themselves. Right. Um, so we, we definitely encourage that. That makes a difference. Um, what I'll... But yeah, so many cases, though, are, are often ambiguous. Yes, and the, the the case I said is maybe some investigators would put a question mark over it. Mm-hmm. After all, I think the the 
the, that poltergeist case with the two big dogs and the the, the younger daughter, mm-hmm. you know, smashing all the iPhones and shredding the curtains and pouring nail varnish over everything, right? Right. All that kind of you know scenes of utter destruction. Um, uh, that case there would have been five people involved with. I was one of the five, right? Um, and <clears> I came down very firmly as it's the youngest daughter, right? Right. But out of out of the other five, mm-hmm. uh, there was a medium taken there, and the thing is, the medium. I think the medium might have been not necessary. It wasn't my shout. This is not criticism, but I'm just saying on balance of judgment because the medium did turn up and say there were there were some things there. Right. It means that the clients could have held on to that. Right. And said, "Oh, but you said he said mm-hmm. you know that this there's something." I I think the I think the medium that went there said there's something there, but it's nothing to worry about yeah but the but this is the problem though the problem with the problem with a, a medium and i would say this to all mediums and this is this is the thing if you're a medium and you're being you're going somewhere and you're asked to switch on your ghost detector yeah is, you're going it, to find something you're going to find something because they're can they're, they're pretty much you know i mean this is an interesting this is an interesting discussion to have with all mediums but most mediums would say that um Places can be another thing, you know. Whether or not there's something attached to attached to a place is another question. But mediums do talk about certain places having, you know, certain entities attached to. But a spiritualist medium would always say that there are ghosts, there are spirits around everyone at yeah, all yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, the thing, yeah. Because so, we've all had relatives that have died yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So uh, if that realm is real, yeah. So then everyone should have someone hanging attached. about. Yeah, yeah, hanging about, taking an interest. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so the thing is, it's it's a gamble if you take if you take a spiritualist medium along to meet a client. The spiritualist medium is very likely to say that there are spirits hanging around mm-hmm. because there's a person there. Well, there, there's something we talk about in the podcast is how I have never had a psychic reading. Yeah. Then just the other night, now for the first time ever, I had a medium come up to me. And say, there's a person uh, here with you. There you go. So taking an interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hanging taking around. A, hanging around, taking an interest in what you're up to. Yeah. Um, and it was a positive message. Yeah. Uh, whether I believe that or not is another yep. thing. Yep. But um, it was the first time that had ever happened. Yeah. And it put me on the edge a wee bit, I'll be honest. I'm like, what? 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 Or somebody, what? Yeah. Yeah, so. So, yeah, so, so the idea is, <clears> is, is, is if your client is terrified of there being ghosts around them and you invite a spiritualist medium along to speak to them, you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of risking the possibility you're just gonna freak them out yeah, further. You're, you're maybe possibly poking the fire there yeah, a yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. stoking I mean, the I mean, flames. Yeah, you're you're gonna hope that the spiritualist medium is gonna counsel them in such a way as to say, Oh but yeah, that's normal, it's all fine. Mm-hmm. It's all cool. Yeah. What what I've heard of quite a few times. Yeah. This is this is an interesting it's an interesting idea because it's not just happened once. This has happened maybe about I'm just like thinking off the top of my head, maybe about three or four times. Mm-hmm. Young families mm-hmm. in which uh, 
it's not babies, but it's toddlers, because obviously the toddler gets to a stage where they can start to communicate. Yeah. Is the toddler seems to be very distressed, pointing at or looking at somebody and going, man, man. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I've, I've ex- not, I've not experienced it, but I, uh, I've had it ex- happen to people that I know. Yeah, so you know of people like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right. In all cases in which a spiritualist medium was brought into that situation, they have said, all right, you shouldn't worry about it because it's just like your dad or your grandfather yeah. is just really keen to see the wee yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, aye. Right. That's it's, exactly the feedback that the people I know got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are just, it's just your family yeah. that are now ghosts. Yes. Just really keen to see the wee, the wee yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, um, So all you need to do, or, 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 or all the mediums do, is I'll just have a word just don't show yourself or, or, or just don't you worry about it aye, or aye. just it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's good news it's yeah, not bad yeah, news yeah 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 so 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 yeah so there's that element um we've gone to quite a long sort of conversational cul-de-sac i thought we didn't have anything oh, to fine. talk about that's, yeah no, no, that's big topics. so um so yeah so so there's that there's that element of jeopardy when you bring in a, a spiritual medium and that's this is why the, the Scooby Doo Society is we do not <laughs> we do not like routinely or yeah. automatically bring in a psychic medium yeah. because it may not be helpful in all cases. Well, that's the thing as well. The the the, the people contacting you may be contacting you for that reason, thinking that yeah. you're going to turn up with your cameras, your psychic in tow, yeah, um, and start feeding totally. Uh, yeah. Whatever it is they say is happening, yep. um, I mean, and you, but you approach it, and I think there's a lot of groups out, out there. If you were approach them, say, "Yeah, I think my house is haunted," they'd be like, "This person's house is haunted. We're going to go and catch the ghost." There's no, like, this person could be making it up. It could be this. It could be that. They're just like brain in their brain right away. House haunted house. This gives us an opportunity to go in with our fancy gear and see if we can catch something. There's no consideration taken. Um, whether or not it's a real thing, and the difference is that you do. Well, I think I think I think that the point is that we are a research organisation, so there's that element. Mm-hmm. So that's why we we we, we do interview people because we want to hear their experiences. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the research element. But it's also really important to ask people what they want. Mm-hmm. What do they want? Mm-hmm. And and most of the time they want whatever's happening to stop. Yeah. So so we are trying to help them stop it. Right. Oh, um, and sometimes they might just want to know more more about what's happening, mm. or, or they want some kind of validation. But you know, the thing is, we can't. We don't. We don't offer. We can't offer any guarantees. We can't promise people that, that we can definitely do this or definitely mm-hmm. do that. But we can give what we think is the best um, uh, advice, or I mean, you've got to be careful legally. You've got to be careful mm-hmm. as what well, what you say. But we're offering a perspective that we may think will be helpful to to get them where they want to be, basically. Yeah. You know, um, and I would hope that 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 advice is always going to be sympathetic and ethical and and practical and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I know this or if I've ever asked it, but historically, has SSPR ever conducted um, like experiments? But like, 
No, I don't mean like they they go on an investigation with a psychic and they're like, but an extended experiment where they've tried a study or anything like that. Has that ever happened? It's been it's been an ambition. Yeah. Um, I think the closest thing we could say to trying to keep an experiment going would be within a particular building in which we've had held more than one vigil. So we just right. keep compiling the data. On, like, one location? One location. But you, you're not, like, you would never um, do, like, a group study or anything like that. But that's an ambition where you could do, like, do experiments with, like, groups um, in relation to, say, I don't know, psychic abilities or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Xenor cards and all that kind of stuff. But you've never done anything, like, like kind of big like that. Um, the the vigils, yeah. we would try and do... Mm-hmm. As scientifically as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have we have, yeah, we have, yeah, a, yeah, we have yeah. a goal to try and replicate some kind of experience, some sort of source account, and see if we can get somewhere to to, to matching that. Um, we're going to have a demonstration of mediumship mm-hmm. that I'm going to introduce a, a little experimental edge to. Oh, and it's basically um, just to see uh, if there are any patterns emerging. Uh, between those that are picked to be recipients, i.e. Mm-hmm. the people that get messages, mm-hmm. versus the people that don't. Right, are, okay. Is there any difference between those two no. groups of people? That's, that's kind of interesting. It is kind of that interesting. That could be something you could do. Um, like This is the type of thing I'm talking about, but you, you're going to do it in, in an evening, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, but would you ever consider doing it over a longer period? Well, it's, a, a, it's a, always a, about... a larger test group? It's always about... Um, it's always about time, effort, resources. Yeah. So, um, the, the, because we're all volunteers, and because in some way it has to still be fun, because mm-hmm. that's the yes. motivation. Yeah. Um, what I would like to do is, is we've often had demonstrations of mediumship, mm-hmm. and it's interesting from the from a sort of experiential point of view, especially if you get a message, but all you're really doing is subjectively saying whether or not you found it interesting or, or convincing yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just a, that subjective measure. Oh, I found it interesting. We said, yeah. um, but I think if the, if the society basically can make our demonstrations of mediumship, it used to be once every year. It just hasn't been that for the, past couple of years but if we can get back into the routine of doing this at least once every year then it means we can repeat the experiment mm-hmm. every year every year every year and see if the data builds right. because we're, we're aiming to have a hundred uh, recipients which is quite a healthy amount yeah. uh, uh, quite a healthy sort of data set to kind of deal with so um we can build that up over over time and that would be interesting yeah just i'm just thinking it'd be interesting as an organization it may be interesting to do some sort of long-term study and then publish findings. At well, the end of it. Our, our individual members have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the society in itself hasn't done that. We we have in the past uh, when we had more money. Yeah. Uh, offered small grants to people that did experiments. Right. Um. And if we were moving towards having a really healthy bank balance uh, on a routine basis, i.e. we were like confident, oh, this is the way we are now, yeah, it's yeah. quite good, then then I would be all for earmarking that 
amount of money again. Yeah. And sometimes it might just be as much as, you know, like a. Because before the the the, 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 the grant, I mean, it wasn't a huge amount of money. Uh, it was five hundred pounds. Yeah, but that might be. That might be a researcher's travel expenses. Yeah, and 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 that means that we've taken part in funding somebody to do something interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we've done that. Um. We've done that in the past, and I'm not against doing that again. But no, I think I think the the our vigils we try and do scientifically. We try and introduce a, a a way of measuring or putting some kind of objective measure onto people's experiences in these places, and then matching that up to a source account and see mm-hmm. if that works. But in terms of uh, our demonstration mediumship, we can do the same pretty much. I mean, I am interested in why are some people chosen and some people not. Yeah, and and it'd be interesting to find out if there is a difference. There might not be, and that in itself is interesting. Yeah. No, it's it's completely random, but maybe it's not. Maybe there's a difference. That's interesting. I'll, I'll look forward to it. When's that one? That is March, March the twenty, March the nineteenth. I think it's the third Thursday in March, basically, yeah. and that's happening at the Boydor Building, Glasgow University. So you're, we're home for a, a turn it, a good turn it. I hope. Yeah. Well, I know, I would. I would. Oh, yeah, hoping. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's fingers crossed. Let's we'll do it. Yeah. Mm. So, um, anyone's interested in that? Uh, visit uh, the SSPR dot com dot com. That is dot com. Yeah. I almost said dot org. Yeah, the SSPR dot com. Um, or find us on Facebook as well. Facebook. All, all, yeah. All the details will be there. Um. Yeah. And go. 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 Take yeah, part. Take part. So. Um. So yeah. Uh, the other. Do we have any room for the other? Post- Just so much time. Are you sure? Yeah, go for it. We're a podcast again, not a radio show. So, how much time though? As as long as you want. Are you serious though? I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, go no, to no, no, it's fine. I, I don't want to go over. We it. don't. We don't. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, then go for it. We've got time. It's fine. Are you sure? Now we're just getting into it. We're just getting into it. All right, okay. Been away for a wee while, a bit rusty, but this is us getting back into it now. So. Okay, right. I just felt that that was like interviewing you there for a while. Okay, that's fine. That's good. I've not done that in a while. So yeah. Right. That was fun. Right, so the second one. So this is not a case I was on. I've just heard about. This is also me just trying to remember it off the top yeah, of my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Doing well. So this was a family that lived in uh, a house in the country. Oh, that's nice. Okay, as far as I can remember, the the father of the house was a retired army officer. Right. What are you so far? Okay. There were grown-up children, maybe some at university, some still mm-hmm. at home. Right. Right. Uh, there was a there was a son still at home. Right. Um, whether or not there were more than one grown-up child at home, I cannot remember. That's fine. Right. But mother, father, house. So they were talking about lots of really odd things happening right in the home such as and this is why i remembered it and this is this is talked about us leaving cameras and and environmental uh, monitoring equipment to record things and one of the wires was snipped you remember yes yeah. yes right so yeah. this is that case so what also happened in the house is is other wires would be uh, other electrical cables would be cut 
So the, telephone wires would be cut. Yes, yeah, so the MO was cut wires. Cut wires, but also stashing food everywhere. So apparently food would disappear and be found in the weirdest of places, including one time a bowl of cereal was found like in a sofa. Like underneath the sofa, or right, in, okay. in the sofa, right? Okay, you know. Um, so yeah, so lots of bizarre things would go missing, and mm-hmm. so so there was that. Now, because I don't really remember so many details, I can just give you the headlines of of what I do remember. Is I remember the investigators walking in and hearing this story about lots of things being found in odd places. But when they walked in, they saw a house that was very actually similar to this house that in which we record these podcasts. Loads of stuff everywhere, right? <laughs> right. Basically, this was a house of like mess, chaos, jumble, everything. Right. Everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Setting up, setting the scene. Right. So, uh, apparently, um, oh yeah, this is another thing. Lived in uh, the house was lived in. Is financial? Uh, is apparently there was there was some. Uh, uh, financial issues, right? And another thing that would happen is uh, bank cards and credit cards would would be cut up. So this was a poltergeist that cut electrical wires, cut phone wires, cut bank cards and credit cards, and stashed food lots all over the place. Right, right. So this was quite an act of poltergeist. That was kind of um, up to weird things, right? Yeah, right. Like to use scissors. Yeah, yes, quite a scissor, scissor-based <laughs> poltergeist. Scissor, a scissor-based poltergeist. Okay, right, okay, okay, right. <clears throat> so, um, so on the one hand, one of the investigators that was involved, I think, brought along a psychic. And anyway, this was the this was the the perspective that they brought. Whether or not this was a perspective that the psychic alone brought, or or the psychic handler uh, <laughs> brought, but the idea was that um, because of the because the man was a retired army officer, um, I think m- that maybe the building had a connection to the family or more military history, etc. But what it struck this person because they were familiar with military history that this is exactly the sort of behavior that somebody would engage in if they were a prisoner of war is they would constantly interfere or tamper with communications Mm -hmm. they would interfere with the enemy's ability uh uh you know like money etc like that but also the other thing they would do is they would habitually hide food yeah right so this was something that that was that perspective. However, from the, from a more sceptical idea was that because the family there were financial worries that is the you know oh I've no idea who keeps cutting up these credit cards. It's basically somebody yeah somebody be, could be taking direct action yes as to somebody's uh, fiscal <laughs> responsibility yeah, exactly, and also in terms of. Um, uh, like food being hidden everywhere, yeah. is that could have been somebody's odd dietary or habits or just just weird tidiness or yeah, something? Yeah, I'm, I'm when I hear that, I'm hearing uh, eating disorder. Yeah. So, so needless to say, it was an interesting case. Um, but you know the punchline already. The punchline is we did leave equipment there to record things. 
Um, and even though I do remember like saying, oh, this this camera was pointing in that place and well, look, there's an orb. And I'm just like, yeah, an orb is just a bit of dust. dust. It's not, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying all orbs are dust, but you have to, you, you have Nine, to. 99.1% is have, dust. You, I'm sorry. You, you I'm have, sorry if you're out there listening and you're just a big fan of orbs. But this is the thing. You're a fan you, of dust. Is, is you have to go a long way to convince either myself or Michael that there's anything anomalous about a, dust about about an, a, a ball of light in a camera basically mm-hmm. it, you have to it has to be it has to be it's almost like you know it's in a very real way it's like investigating UFO cases it um it's it's got to not be the thing it might be you know what I mean? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, totally. Yeah. So, so unless you can, you've got to prove that it's definitely not dust or or, or an, an insect, insect or whatever, yeah. right? You've got to prove it's not that for it to be anything worth going ooh over. And I don't think that was. But anyway, the point being is that that a camera, a remote camera, a wire was cut, and the only way it could have been cut unobserved by other cameras was by somebody creeping out the bedroom door of the boy or mm-hmm. the, as the young as the young man that, that lived still in the house so case closed yeah i don't know maybe. question mark but Quest, yeah question there's, mark, lots, but there's a lot of things there that you're like no nah, right, that'll make sense i don't know i mean the thing that's the weird thing though is is there's also an element about the paranormal and this is where it gets a wee bit meta and philosophical but Ambiguity seems to be a part of it as well. Big time. There is. And that's there, what it is. There is something it's all about just ambig- ambiguity. There is. Just, there right. is something about the paranormal thrives in that that hinterland of a- ambiguity. Mm-hmm. The fact you think, oh, maybe it's that somebody that's just at it. I mean, I mean, paranormal's full of people that might just be at it. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, but also full of stuff that that might actually be really quite convincing as yeah, well. Yeah, people who are maybe not necessarily at it, but just really want to believe mm. and won't see that speck of dust yeah. or that insect and want to give it um, some deeper meaning. I, I, I mean, I've experienced it myself. Like, <clears throat> I was a member of a group and I, because I was a photographer, or I'm a photographer, um, any photographic evidence would be would come to me and I would look at it and go bird insect bit of dust uh, and I remember one coming in and it was clearly um, just rain on the camera lens it was just a, a bit of rain on the camera and that's what it was it just was um, and when put when that was put to the person they got really angry and said no I saw this thing and you're like you didn't you just didn't Um and they really, really wanted to believe, or were, were trying to. I don't think they even wanted. They knew themselves that it was it was water on the lens, but they were they were annoyed that they couldn't pull the wool over our eyes mm. as to what it was that they'd been foiled, foiled, foiled. Oh yeah, foiled. Um, yeah, and it's just like, and and I got really jaded and fed up with looking at pictures of dust. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that that would be like kind of a kind of wee sort of perspective of my sort of story arc as like a paranormal investigator is, is, is when you start off really green this is me going back to well I, I joined the 
I've been to quite a few lectures in the early 90s. Uh, I joined in 1998 and I became an investigator in 2000. And you start off thinking, oh, just it's, it's, like, it's like the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is evidence, you know, quotation marks, evidence. We just were after evidence. This is all we need is evidence. You're always chasing evidence. But then you realise that, that you, you know, your evidence mm-hmm. is not the same as somebody else's evidence. And other people can think something is evidential that is really <laughs> you know people can say look at this this is the most or listen to this yeah. this is the most amazing evidence and you're like nah. nah here's the thing as well I've just this second realised we live in a country where a population of about 5 million right we are they say we're one of the most paranormal places on earth this country right yep full of and Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and all the places are reportedly really, really super haunted. Um, Any time anything is reported here, there's such a small, there's such a small place that everybody gravitates towards that that place or that thing. Uh, and keep like, for instance, um, let's say Edinburgh Vaults, right? Really, really. Apparently, really haunted, right? But you've had every paranormal group, everyone, the length and breadth of the country, they all went have went through there. They've been through it, aye, and they've all found stuff or not found. You know, there's always something, um, and it it doesn't help. It doesn't help because you, you've got so many people just traipsing through, desperate to find the evidence. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it doesn't do us any favours. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. I think people need to. This is why you, you after you've after you've been chasing, like you say, quotation marks, the evidence, you realise that it's ultimately it's not really about the evidence mm-hmm. because because even if you do find what might be evidence mm-hmm. it's never it's never enough well that that's it as well we live in an age now where information is just chucked at us from so you could go out right with your six thousand pound camera yeah. right yeah. you could film astounding evidence yeah. right but what exactly, exactly. it would because... go online people would watch it uh, it might get some media coverage but then people just go on Searching for more evidence, trying yeah. to find the thing. You know, it just—it's never ending. Well, it's just like William James. He said that the only—the only thing you need to do to disprove the 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 statement that all crows are black is find one white crow. Yeah, and he was talking about obviously anomalous things, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's obvious that you need a flock of white crows. Yeah. Right, you need you need a lot of white crows. Yeah, because one that one white crow mate has just been an anomaly. Anomaly, anomaly, I can't. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Aye, it's a word that I turns out I can't say. Anomaly, I know I can't say it. Can't say it. There we go. Unusual. Can you say? Can you say origins? Origins. That's good. Yeah. Well, you there. You go. That's your one step up. Right. So. Yes. Yeah. Right. So uh, we must have talked around the houses by now. 
Ah, we're, we're, we're all right. We're in the ballpark. Are we? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay. Well, we'll save up something juicy for the next time. But that was good, yeah. actually. We thought we didn't have anything. It might have started off a bit, you know... Dry? A bit, <laughs> a bit, a bit weirdly historic. Yeah. And just waxing yeah, on yeah. about Vikings for a long time. But we got into some juicy stuff there at the end there. We've been away for, like, a month. Um, and no, it's hard when there's nothing happening. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not. There's nothing happening. We just can't find anything juicy to talk about, yeah. um, and and we did it. We pulled it out the bag. We, we found some stuff to, to. It's not easy doing a podcast, people. It's not easy to find the material you need to do a podcast. Yeah, I mean, there, that's the thing, though. Is there are, there are always cases coming into the SSPR, um, and we can, to a certain degree, talk maybe about certain issues or certain aspects of those cases. Um, but yeah, it's it it's this is the thing though, we're dealing with Oh, that's a phone. We're dealing with evidence, aren't we? And if the evidence were overwhelming, then it wouldn't be paranormal. Yeah. We're always dealing with little nuggets, little crumbs, yeah. aren't we? Do you we? want to get that? Do you think I shall? <laughs> yeah. Alright, okay. It may be important. So I'll just talk uh I'll just comp- so we started at the podcast just talking about um Technology and and things being haunted and f- mobile phones being haunted for the first time. Um, the podcast has been interrupted by a, a phone call, so that's fun. So Ennis is a way to get that. So uh, while he's away doing that, uh, here's some stuff you can do. You can go on to our Twitter, which is Weirder Hings Podcast. Or Weirder Podcast. Uh, at Weirder Podcast. We're on Twitter. Follow us. We, we tweet occasionally. Let you know when there's an episode coming up. Uh, we are also on Facebook. Um, Weirder Thing or Weirder Things uh, Podcast on Facebook. Uh, email is We really want uh, to hear your emails. Uh, read your emails even. Uh, uh, about your experiences or things you maybe want to talk about. If you want to even report a case, uh, Ennis might come and have a look at it for you as well. Um, so send us at weirderthingspodcast at gmail.com and uh, obviously a big shout out to our hosts, uh, Paranormal UK Radio. Um, and we're on uh, Podbean and I think we're pretty much everywhere. No. Um, so you never believed who that was. Who? Right, hold on. And this is back. Who was that? It was. Uh, it, it was actually Michael Jackson. What? You're joking. It was Michael Jackson from the afterlife phoning up, just to say that um, uh, that both Sam and Derek Akora are having a whale of a time. That's good. That's nice to hear. It is. So there you go. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd, I've just. I just. I heard that time. I heard yeah. George Michael in the background as well. Oh, is he, who's he keeping? Uh, well, he's really good. You know, he's doing well. He's doing really well. So, yeah. Right. So I know. I just I was just filling in the listeners where all the places they can contact us. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. So so yeah, that there you go. That's amazing that happened. Yeah, that's a sounding a, 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 a weirder things first. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the podcast was interrupted by spirits phoning. 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 Yeah. Up. Yeah. 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 Well, outstanding. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much uh, for listening to that one. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll be back. We will return. Um, will we get um, Ange in on one? Aye. Will we do a threesome? 
we'll get a wee threesome going. Um, right, so we'll be back. We will return. Yeah. Uh, I see you in soon next week, maybe, probably. Aye, Aye. Aye. let's do that. Aye. Right, see you later. Bye. Bye.